Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our very special guest. She is no stranger to the world of Ohio Realtors. She is our 2022 Realtor of the Year award winner. She is a District 3 vice president, current chair of Ohio Realtor Party Committee, and a past chair of Communications Committee, which I'm currently the staff liaison to and and am biased to as a great committee to be on. But I have to welcome her to the show today. I am so excited to have her on and be hearing from her as our guest today. Joanne Zettel, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Allison. What a pleasure to be with you this afternoon and all of those out there. Yes, we're super excited to have you on to just hear a little bit more about you and your career and and winning the Realtor of the Year Award, the most prestigious award here at Ohio Realtors, and share a little bit of how you did it and the advice that you have for others that are maybe in pursuit of winning this award at some point in their career. But before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question that I ask all of the guests who join me on the Real View podcast, which is, since the show is called the real view, I would like to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? The best view. So um, my answer to that question took me in another direction, I think. So my best view I've ever seen was on the Amalfi Coast. (laughs) So I had the pleasure of being able to take a wonderful trip to Italy. From there, we were in Rome and took a wild ride down the coast and had lunch on the Amalfi Coast and overlooked that scenic, spectacular view that's etched in my mind. Oh, I love that. That sounds so beautiful. I heard that's one of the most just stunning places in the world. So very, very cool, very beautiful. And I love that. Awesome. Italy is on the list for sure. I think (laughs) got to get over there and experience that. So Okay, so I want to get into a little bit about you. Tell me how you got started in real estate. Did you always know that this was something that you wanted to do? Did you kind of fall into it? What was that journey like to get you where you are today? Well, I think everyone always has an interesting story to talk about their journey into their profession. And mine started a little naive. I had graduated from college. I was dating an architect, had some slight interest in housing. We had yet to own a house. I thought it would be interesting to know a little bit about that process and whether we wanted to buy some investment properties down the road and started to take the real estate courses. I came from a family in which my father owned his own roofing company. So being that type of an entrepreneur did have some interest to me. And I started by just taking the courses and then visualizing like this would be a pretty cool profession. And again, the naive part of me comes out when I thought about, well, it would be great. I didn't have children and I could build my business. And then when I have children, I could kind of back off of it and um, get back into it when they're back off school. And that's not really the way it turned out. I did get my license and I jumped in with both feet. 
there was a very competitiveness about me being an athlete in college. And so I told myself that I would give myself three years. I had three years to do it. And if I didn't make it in three years, then I was just going to say it wasn't going to be something for me. But I knew I was going to be all in. And I meant all in 24-7, 365 days a year. And that's what I did. Every day I worked real estate. And I didn't grow up in the Cleveland area. I didn't have family here. So I, it was a, there was a big learning curve and I was young so that I, I had to work through that part of it. Some of the clients, you know, were pinching my cheek and pulling my ear and telling me how they reminded them of their grandchildren. And I was much older than that, but had that, that young face. And, but I knew I wanted to do this. And there was something very rewarding and satisfying about helping people find a place they called home. That was the start of it. And it, I, and it did take me three years to get grounded and have them build that foundation where I was able to make a, a living from selling real estate. And then it's something I had done and it's I've never done anything else. I, I did it full time from day one. That's awesome. And now, I mean, you've achieved such incredible levels of success. And I know we had read some of just the accolades and, and things that you were able to accomplish in your career as we were presenting you with the award at our convention. But how did you do it? How did you find the secret sauce or that secret recipe to really make this a long lasting and long standing career and such a successful career? And and were you motivated at all by this award? Was this something that you would ever, ever thought? I know you would want it in your local board uh, level, but was that something that ever motivated you to keep going? Or what, what has been your motivation to last you through such an outstanding career? Well, I think uh, there's there's lots of questions in there. Alex. Yeah, sorry. So this is kind of how I do it. I, I like think of one so question let, let, and I have let, another. Let, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so let me unpack some of that in, in, in the way that I heard it. So I've attended a lot of OR events throughout the years because I think it's very important to be again, all in. So when I said I was all in, that not only included part of the business where you're with buyers and sellers and you're showing properties and you're listing properties and you're putting signs in the yard, but it was also really understanding what my industry was all about. Being involved at the local level led me to be involved in the state level, which led me involved to be involved in the national level. But I learned so much about what it is that we do. And it helped me grow as a person so that I was able to better serve my clients at the time, buyers and sellers. So in the beginning of my career, I, I was really focused on just making money. I had to make money. I, I had to have a job or a profession or a career where I was making money. And again, I was highly competitive. So I wanted to make you know, a good living doing this. And when I started to see some success and felt that I could duplicate that, through building a business, through building systems, through you know hard work, I then discovered all of the designations that you could earn. So that was something that I pursued very early in my career within the first five years of getting my GRI and my CRS and my ABR. So I, I wanted to be able to learn from others who were doing it successfully. And I wanted my learning curve to be compact. So I thought that by taking all of these designations and taught from people from all over the country that they would teach me their secrets. And I didn't have to necessarily, you know, try to eavesdrop in someone in the, you know, from someone in the office who may not necessarily wanted to share with me some of the things that they were doing with their buyers and sellers. So the beginning part of my career was 
a little bit involved with my local association and a lot involved in taking continuing education and, and earning my designations. So when I was at these conferences and and these awards would be given, I, I would be in just such awe and think, oh my goodness. I mean, these, I mean, how do they find the time and how do they do this? And they've done so much and they've given back so much to the industry. And, if, and they were more like mentors to me. And I don't, I never thought that I would be standing on stage with them, let alone to be able to receive this award, which still makes me teary-eyed when I think about it. They seem like such legends when I look at the names that have come before me. But I was always in all of them and used them for my motivation to say, if they can do it, I can do it. And I could take one more course or I could spend a little bit more time on a committee and help bring my expertise to that committee and then learn from other committee members. I think these things happen to you probably when you're not looking. It's so well-deserved. And the Realtor of the Year Award is the most prestigious award presented and given out from Ohio Realtors. It's based on professional achievements, local Realtor Board and Association activities, service at Ohio Realtors and at the national level, as well as the business and education experience and civic activities. And I love that you spoke on the importance of that CE and, and really pushing yourself to further your knowledge of the real estate industry. And it helps you become a better realtor. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, you thought as you're up there, how do they find time? Because that was one of the questions I had written down <laughs> on my paper was how do you find time to be involved? I mean, you do so much. You're on multiple committees as a vice president. I mean, and you're still running a business. How do you find the time? Well, I find this an interesting question. And I find the answer also sort of interesting in my own head is that, you know, you go to these different conferences and you're sitting in these meetings and you'll hear people say something like, well, you've got to find your passion. You've got to find something that interests you. And I would be sitting in the seat going, I have no idea what that is. Like I would be racking my brain saying, okay, what, you know, what do you really love doing. And then what I found is that I didn't really have a great answer, but I found it through the committee work that I signed up for. I just was kind of, okay, well, no, I don't really want to sit on that committee, but I want to sit on this committee. And it really, I wouldn't have used the word I have a passion around it. I just had more of an interest and I just followed my interest. And it was important to me that if I was going to spend my time giving back to the industry through committee work, that it was something that I thought that I could actually contribute as a committee member to their goals. So that kind of said, well, what was my interest and what do I read about and what do I have additional courses on? And those were the things that led me to say, okay, now my work feels like it's fulfilling at the committee level because I'm sitting on a committee that I feel like I can actually contribute to just because it's of interest to me. And the same thing with my civic involvement. I mean, a lot of the things that I do within the community have to do with nonprofits and nonprofits. I spent a lot of time with the Chamber of Commerce and with the Chagrin Documentary Film Fest and the little theater in town. And, and a lot of that has to do with, I like structure, I like systems, I like governance. And so that's what I bring to those organizations. And it doesn't seem like I'm working because I'm doing something that I have an interest in. And it sort of crosses between all of the organizations. And as long as they'll have me, I'm I keep showing up. <laughs> no, of course we'll have, you know, we love it. Is that kind of something you would tell others who maybe as they are thinking about starting to get involved or looking at what committees they can be 
involved with is to think about it as to what you're interested in or how you think that you would make an impact best as they're looking at those committees? I think that that's in the DNA of a volunteer is they want to make sure that they are making a contribution and and they're just not sitting in a seat. So yes, I would say that find something that you're interested in. And a lot of the meetings like that we have at OR, they're open meetings so that you could kind of hop between the meetings and sit in for 10 or 15 minutes and then go to another meeting and sit in for 10 or 15 minutes to sort of find kind of what you're connecting with and and then work on it that way. And I also have to say that during my tenure in real estate, that there were times when I wasn't able to, to do committee work or volunteer work. And and my family just, you know, you know, my when my daughter was young, I mean, there were things I just couldn't do, nor should you be doing family first and spending time on soccer fields were that was much more important to me at that time in my life than it was to making sure that I was either attending our event or or working on a committee. So, and I don't think that you have to feel that you have to do everything. Sometimes you do have to pick and choose and, and you could take a break for two or three or four or five years and then still come back. Shouldn't feel any guilt or worry or concern or anything around those lines. No, I think that's important to mention, you know, it's okay to let it be in flux and let it come in waves. And like you said, if you have to step away at certain points in time, that's totally okay. And you can always come back and you're always welcome to pick up right where you left off. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. I like that you brought up too your your civic involvement and in some of the work that you do in the community. Why do you think it's so important that us specifically as realtors are so involved in giving back to and volunteering within our community? I didn't start out thinking all this when I got my license, but you know, the level of leadership skills that we develop doing what we do, being entrepreneurs, helping people through one of the biggest financial decisions that they're making that involves their family and their livelihoods and their success and their memories and everything that's combined in that. I think that it makes us very special. We have a job and I'm not, there's nothing wrong with having more of a nine to five and a little bit more task oriented when you go into work, but but we don't have that. I mean, we have to develop a lot of skills in order to be successful at what we do. And I do believe that you have an obligation to go back into the community and give back to the organizations that are there trying to also make a difference within the community as we are, and then provide them with the expertise that you have. The rising tide lifts all ships, and that's what we need to do. We don't have to be all doing things independently. We need to find out where we could cross resources. Yeah, 100%. And I know that's something that is in the realtor blood is that giving back to the community. And I'm sure 
kind of your thought process on that resonates with many other realtors because we are so dedicated to giving back to those communities. And I know one of the other things you are very involved with and passionate, I should say, or interested in (laughs) is RPAC and the Ohio Realtor Party. Tell me a little bit about your passion or interest in that and why it is so important to the realtor community. I think it sort of feeds into, and we've touched on it, you know, in our conversation so far, is that business of real estate is so multifaceted. The role that RPAC plays within that framework is such a gigantic part of it. And our ability to be able to influence legislation and the decisions that elected officials make is mind-boggling. And we do it with the best intentions. And that's the part that makes me feel so good about it, that we don't necessarily always have an agenda. The agenda is really driven by our clients and what's best for our clients and what's best for the community. And and if we need to gather research to be able to inform our elected officials or we need to do surveys or whatever is necessary in order to be able to help make great decisions is really what our goal is. We don't come from it from a very self-fulfilling side of it. And that's also very interesting to me. We worry more about the public than necessarily at times ourselves. And yes, there are issues that we end up lobbying for and providing information to our elected officials on, but that's such a small part of what we do. Yeah, it's so true. And I love it. It's such a selfless thing I think RPAC is. It's very much for the greater good of this industry, for the greater good of our clients and and to protect the American dream, which is all what we are in this for. And I think that's so important. And I know you have done so much work for our for our um, RPAC and, and just amazing what we've been able to accomplish. And I just relate it back, you know, to what happened during COVID. I mean, what better example do we have of the power of the PAC than, you know, what we were able to accomplish with COVID? It, it, keeping real estate as an essential service. I mean, I just think that's such an incredible example. And so many states were not as fortunate as us. So thank you on behalf of Ohio Realtors for the work that you do for RPAC and how passionate and such a champion you are. And those relationships were built over years. So it's not something that, oh, gee, this event happened during our lives and you know we were able to walk in and be able to carry some sort of weight and respect when we were in there with those conversations at the state house. That took years to develop that. And for us to develop that trusting relationship with our elected officials, for them to be able to, to really listen so that when we were speaking with them, we did carry some weight because they knew they could trust what we were telling them. And then as realtors, when we were out there in the field, we did do what was necessary and complied with all the laws. And it was all 360. It was a whole 360. I want to know what keeps you motivated. What keeps you going? As we mentioned, you know, your accomplishments and and everything that you, you do and are so involved with, what keeps you going? How do you find the motivation to continue um, with the work that you do? Well, that's another interesting question. <laughs> Sometimes people ask me, so what are your hobbies? And, um, <laughs> Work is my hobby. (laughs) I like to work. I do. I mean, I I get a lot of satisfaction and I'm not someone that's good at working from home. I like to get up in the morning. I like to get dressed. I like to drive to my office. I like the interaction with people in the office. And of course, you come and go and, and see clients. But that's my motivation is just working. And our job is very social at some times, you know, not only with other realtors, but our buyers and sellers. And 
there's the fun part of that. I mean, it doesn't have to be all serious all the time. You know, you need to laugh while you're out there doing it. So I think what keeps me going is I like to work. And you're happy here and you've found such success. So it's easy to kind of keep going, you know, when you found something that's working well. What advice do you have for other realtors out there starting out in their career, seasoned in their career? What advice do you have for them in today's market, you know, with everything that's facing the real estate industry? What advice do you have as someone who is our realtor of the year? (laughs) Advice is probably the same for all realtors, because no matter whether you're newly licensed or you've been in the industry for decades, every day is a new day no market has repeated itself. So we might ride waves for two or three or four or five years, but they might be similar throughout those years, but things change. And I feel like I'm a new realtor every day because something is different. It's not the way that we did it before. So you have to stay up with the trends. I mean, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning of what me successful. It's it's really all of the continuing education classes I take and earning all of the designations and certifications. I can't say enough about that. And yes, our companies offer us training and yes, our affiliates offer us training. But when you do go obtain a designation, a national designation or a national certification, that learning is profound. And it's taught by professionals and the courses are vetted, it's well worth the time. And then at OR, we work hard to make sure that a lot of those courses are certified within the state for us to be able to get CE credit. So what a bonus is to be able to take a class. And yes, it's going to be an eight-hour class or longer. But in order to dive into those layers and to have those deeper discussions, that's what kind of time it's going to take. And in the meantime, you get CE for it. So there's a win-win. And it sounds like from listening to you talk about it, that it's made you a better, not even just a better realtor, but a better person as well. Has that kind of been your experience with it? I've grown from each and every course I've taken. Yes. And one of the things you are an Orla graduate as well, right? Talk about that experience. That's a game changer. (laughs) When you look at my resume and, and, and you look at the designations and certifications and courses I have taken... Again, there is something that when you dedicate that kind of time, the course is over, you know, five sessions over a year, and you're doing such a deep dive into many subjects, including yourself and having this self-analysis and developing a different type of self-awareness. It was a game changer. That time I had spent doing that was priceless. Sign up for Orla. You heard it here first, right? (laughs) Do, Do it again. And the bonds I formed with the group that I had gone through that year with transcend everything. I can see from, and I wish you all could see this who are listening because I can see the look on your face and you can just see the love that you have for it. So that's really awesome. So I kind of want to talk about the future. What is next for you now that you have achieved this? Is it just over? You're done. We're out. I'm Realtor of the Year. See you guys later. (laughs) What is next for Joanne in your business and you personally in your future? From my business, I love servicing all the buyers and sellers that I have and the phenomenal client relations that I have and and working the referrals that I am so gifted for them to send my way. And I am currently the principal broker at a real estate company. So my passion is helping grow this office and grow the agents who have affiliated with me here. Well, you can just tell 
how much passion you have to giving back to the industry. And, you know, when you talk about like, I didn't know what my passion was. And, you know, I think a lot of people feel a similar way, but I think that is your passion is giving back to this industry and this community and these people. And from hearing and listening to you talk today, you can see that passion and see just the affection that you have for this industry and and things that you've been involved with. And it's been really great to hear from you and your experiences and having you just share a little bit about why it's been so meaningful to you. So thank you. I want to thank you for sharing from such a deep, soulful place today. I think it was really incredible to hear. And you can hear it with what you said. (laughs) And I'm one of thousands. Yes, I did get to take home that plaque and my name's still on it. I check every now and then to make sure. (laughs) But as I stood on stage to accept that award and I looked out into the crowd and I my mind went to just the thousands of realtors who sit in that room and do the same thing, that they give back their time and energy and talent and love to our industry. And that was very warming to my heart. That was such a special moment. And I was lucky to be in the room with you as you received that award. And it was so cool. And I, I know I wanted, we haven't even like really talked about you like winning and accepting and, and what was going through your head. Were you just so surprised and shocked? And, and yeah, what was what was going through your mind when you heard that? And when did you know? Because, you know, we give the little background of what this person has accomplished. And when did it hit you that it was like, oh, crap, that's me? <laughs> well, in, the, in, in the beginning, I had no thought that it would be me. So I was up there taking in the crowd and my mind was wandering as I was looking through the crowd thinking, oh my good, let me look at all these people in this room who just are so dedicated to what we do and are so willing to give back of their time and their talents. And then all of a sudden I heard John say a couple things and I'm thinking, oh, you better tune back into what's <laughs> going on here. And then my mind started to say, well, I, I think that's me. <laughs> it was shocking. I was just in shock. Yeah. And I know just the reception that you had from other realtors and everybody coming up to you after. What was that like post receiving the award and getting so much support from your peers in the room? It's a wonderful feeling because I felt like all of those people in some way has helped me be the person that I am. They're all mentors to me and I admire them in many different ways. So it was very special. Very, very special. Very cool. Congratulations again on winning the award. What an accomplishment, something that we will all remember and thank you for for the rest of our lives. So congratulations again. And Joanne, thanks for joining me today and and for sharing a little bit more about you and, and your life's journey. And it's been so great hearing from you and having you on. Well, thanks. And then I'll get to interview you next time. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. I've never been interviewed on the podcast before, so I think we should do it. That's going to (laughs) change. I don't have half as as entertaining and thoughtful life experiences as you've had. So I don't know how good of a guest I would be, but hey, I'm up for it. (laughs) We have to find out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good, Joanna. Looking forward to seeing what's next for you in the future. Sounds like a lot of good stuff is going to be in store. So we will stay tuned on that. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Joanne, thank you again for joining me today. We will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Allison. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.